Hi everybody, and welcome to another iWolves. What are we talking about today, Dad? Well, I'll tell you. I got this email, and um, it's not a question and such, I think it's more an attitude. It's actually from a dog trainer, not from a dog owner. And, um, it's one of these things where he says here, I tried it and it doesn't work. And I find, you know, I get this from a lot of owners too. Mm -hmm. How would you respond to that? I mean, what's going on here? Because, you know, I've tried it and it does work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this reminds me of, you know, answering the, the emails that come into Dogstar Daily and James and Kenneth. Um, quite a few times I'll get uh, an email question that is two, three, four pages long. Um, when really you can simplify the question down to one or two sentences. Um, but I think what happens is that people have these really important relationships with their dogs, and so instead of asking a question, they really just want to tell you about their dog and their history <laughs> with their dog, their history with other dogs, other dogs they've had. And so I think a lot of what happens is this, uh, I, it doesn't work for me, is an opportunity to say, this doesn't work for me because, and now this is the chance for me to talk about my dog. Um, because a lot of times, you know, those two page long questions are actually usually the, the most simple questions. Or I feel like those are the questions that are very much answered on Dog Star Daily. Like, how do I house train my dog? It's how do I house train yeah. my dog? How do I lure my dog or get my dog to like lures? You know, how do I deal with a fearful dog? All of these things that um, we answer on Dog Star Daily, but then people have uh, reasons why it's not going to work for them. Mm-hmm. There's really only, when you think about it, so many. Um, doggy questions to ask about behavior and training, and it, it seems to me we should teach people, owners as well as trainers, um, by problem rather than by uh, uh, ethology or theology, as I call them, physiology, pathology. Kind of like the way you do in Pump and Paw. We list the problems, and here are 18 tools you can use. Now, answering it. Because it's a much more effective way to learn, because we can rank order what the problems are. Number one, our soil. Yeah, number two, destructive chewing. Right. And number three, excessive barking. And, and once you know the solution to these problems, I think education becomes much easier. But I think it doesn't work. I mean, you just said it doesn't work, and they, they have all these reasons why it's not working for them. Uh, I think it starts at a very base level. Certainly, people want to talk about their dogs. That's, you know, that's, that is true. Uh -huh. um, and sometimes that is the end goal, I think. Um, but if they really are committed to resolving a problem, uh, you know, there's, there's there's the technicalities, the technical aspect of training a new behavior, or the or the having the information and the and the knowledge, and then there's the practical application, which really does require um, at least a few foundation skills. And I, I say, first of all, relationship with with the animal. And if you're already having trouble, it might be because you are having a relationship problem with the animal. Um, and that doesn't mean your dog hates you, or you hate your dog, or anything like that. But um, so let's start at the very beginning. So few people have their dog's attention when they need it, and something as simple as hand feeding mm -hmm. can at least start to shift the perspective of the um, from the animal's point of view as to the human relevance in any given scenario. Right. For instance, does that you know that make sense? I think there's um, most most dogs are blowing off most people most of their people most, most of, of the time. <laughs> and often that's because we are just like in the far side cartoon, the chatterboxes that say blah, blah, uh -huh. blah, 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 we 
with no consequences, or certainly no, no consequences um, in any kind of timely and clear fashion, so dogs learn to tune us out. Especially so. owners who have a food bowl, where they just dump food out once a day, and that's the end of that interaction. It starts with motivation, and it go. Uh, it, well, it starts with um, the classical conditioning of the relationship, but it ends with motivation. Yes, you have to be able to have a motivated animal. And, and, and I think with attention, and as we're teaching stays, that so many people, and I fall into this trap myself, think you do it by telling the dog, Rover, sit, or Rover, watch me. No, what's most important is to teach the dog the watch me is over. Rover, relax, you can take your eyes off me. Or Rover, free dog, you can when break you're, the well, Clarity, when you're yeah, on, clarity. when you're off. You know, there should be a beginning and an end to every exercise and interaction. And if you start to engage your animal, you see this in training classes all the time, big, I mean, like even, even in sport classes, um, you have this intense focus and interaction with your animal, and then the instructor starts to say something, and you just often pay attention to the instructor, you've just blown your dog off. And they're sitting there, when yeah. is it over? Are they supposed to pay attention? You've mm-hmm. just asked for their, their rapt attention. Right. Now you're ignoring them. Are they allowed to go sniff? Are they supposed to sit and stare? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they know. And, mm-hmm. and you know, eventually they do kind of get up and blow, blow you off because you're blowing them off, and that's right. okay, because you don't care at that moment, but then other times you do care. And you get mad, and the dog gets punished. So, so being clear. Yeah, and I think one of the easiest ways to deal with this, I think we have to accept we are inconsistent, and I think the easiest way to deal with this is to let the dog know, I'm inconsistent now, but now I'm going to be consistent, and we can do that simply just by changing its name, like Hugo, well, changing, Hugo Louis. Changing context, one of which, one, which one, one of which and cues can be their name. Well, the easiest cue is the name, really, because now everything we say to the dog is coded. So if we say, Hugo, come here, we know how he interprets that. It's like, you're kidding me. I'm just going to sit here and look at you because I'm a French bulldog. But if we say, Hugo Louis, come, mm-hmm. it means Hugo Louis, come, and we will follow up, and, and you have to do it. Because that's when you're, uh, when you as yeah. human are on, on board and practicing and focusing your training, that's when you want to use your special view, words and context yeah. cues. And I think that, that resolves a lot of frustration. But back to the question Why again of, I, I think that one of the biggest problems is um, that owners don't know what the problem is. And it has to do with, I don't want to say critical thinking, but clarity of thinking. And when I give seminars, I, I always say at the beginning, you may ask questions at any time, but please ask questions. <laughs> and I let them know what a question is. I say, you know, for me, a question is a single sentence which begins with a keyword like who, what, when, where, or why. Mm-hmm. Because when you can ask a question, it's like the meaning effect. The question she used to ask me, well, have you taught him to pull on cue? Mm-hmm. Well, there's the answer. Once you can ask the question, the answer becomes very obvious. Uh, and, I, and I think, as you said, these, this long story mm-hmm. is because they, they, they can't you know, ask the essential question. Right. They may not know. Yeah. They may just be fully frustrated. Um, well, so for one example, one of these multi-page questions I got was about house training. One of them, poor Jamie. And, um, <laughs> and it was essentially right. You know, there was a lot of backstory about the different dogs they've had and stuff, and saying that this dog was taking a very long time to house train and why wasn't it working. But it seems like the key was that they said, you know, so they had been fine for five weeks, and then they had one mistake. And then they had several mistakes in several days. And so it became immediately clear that they weren't, 
you know, they, yeah. they didn't recognize that first mistake meant back to confinement. Back to square one. Yeah. So, so people jump ahead too quickly. On right. Training. So I think a big part of it is people don't recognize the progress they are making. Mm -hmm. They don't then capture that progress and build on that progress. Which is which is part of the quantification. So um, acknowledging where, where you're at and acknowledging your improvement, but also you know making sure you're taking it step by step. Mm -hmm. I also think that it do, things don't work for people because they do jump too far ahead, um, not only in a house training situation, but distraction-wise. You're trying to get your dog to walk loose on a loose leash, mm -hmm. but if you haven't practiced it in, in your own backyard, you're never going to get it at, at the dog park. Right, and even your own backyard may provide a lot of distractions. distractions. So, so if that's not working, you can simplify even further. People don't break it down far enough. Things need to be broken down, reinforced heavily, um, and, and frequently. Well, frequently. I think the frequency of reinforcement and feedback is also a problem. Mm -hmm. I think also, you know, that we are probably somewhat to blame. I know I most certainly am. That for us, dog training is pretty simple if it's what we do. For owners, for some reason, dogs seem to muddy their brains. It, it's kind of like me and the iPhone. I, I forgot to turn the timer on, by the way. Yeah, we're what, probably almost at time. Yeah, that's, I, we probably are. But um, I think we have to be much simpler, especially now that dog training is turning into this complicated science with all this theory and on and on, on. What we've got to say is, here is the most important thing you do with a dog. Here's the second most important thing. So number one most important thing I would say is you don't feed him from a food bowl. Think of all the benefits from hand feeding the food, classical conditioning, socialization, uh, mediums, training, stuffing, and so forth. And it's a dead simple instruction. Yeah. But I find it has the lowest compliance of anything I suggest people to do. And they'll be saying, well, I tried it. It doesn't work. And then I quite casually say, what color is your dog's food bowl? They say, oh, blue. It's a ceramic one. And they've been feeding them out of a food bowl this whole time. And at the so, same time that they're trying yeah, to... Yeah, of course the dog is blowing off the food as a lure or not bothering with it, his cons. So I think well, they we try it once. Sometimes you have to be... Yes, try it once. It if the dog, after, after their breakfast, they decide they're getting rid of the food bowl, it doesn't work <laughs> at dinner time. Because uh -huh. the dog's waiting for the food bowl and isn't hungry. Right. And they think, well, it didn't work. So they have to feed again, of course, out of the food bowl. The next yeah, that was like me trying to set up Skype today. I tried it once. It didn't work. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Then I went back and spend a bit of time I actually felt you'd be proud of me. I and I think that's a fair analogy where your yeah. um, attitude and maybe trepidation when it comes to computers applies to a lot of people with when dogs. To dogs. I don't understand it. I tried it. It didn't work perfectly the first time or I can't see the small improvements. So so we should end there just with a final note. If you tried it and it didn't work, then you probably aren't doing it properly. So go to someone who can do it, that it works for them, and, and learn what you're doing wrong. Because a lot of this dog training stuff is not only pretty simple, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, tricky. So that's it, guys. All My right. timer says time to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>